0: Let me get the ball rolling this way, Tim. Yeah. Did you play bagpipes for the uh, Old Glory Vintage Dancers at their Dickens Ball uh, last Christmas time? Yeah, yes, I did. I was there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Have Have you ever done stuff for them before, or was that a first?
1: Um, I had done their um, their Valentine's Ball, whatever that is. The Regency. The Regency Romance, Romance Ball. That's the best yes. one. I love it. Yeah, I didn't play there, but I I attended. Oh, did you
0: really? You attended? We've probably danced together, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: got that, that. I've got that big um, kind of metallic blue coat. that's pretty. Uh, I
0: know the coat you're talking about. I've definitely seen you there. You know, worlds colliding, right? If you'd been wearing a kilt, I would have gone. Oh yeah, I see that guy around. But of course, since you weren't <laughs> in one, I, I would never would have realized, right? But uh, that's my, my well, yeah. wife and I, I love mean... those love those gatherings. We go to those all the time. Oh, that's super fun. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, there's, there's, you know, I'll, I'll focus on, the, on like, the, the piping and piping-related stuff because I've got a whole other thing where I, my, my, you know, I, I work for
0: myself, I design board games, I, I have all this. Whoa, 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 okay, now listen, Tim, you can tell me about the board, you can tell me about the piping, that's fine, but that sounds really cool, and look... <laughs> But part of the focus of the show here is that like your piping friends we all get to know your piping side because we see it at, at practice or at at, uh, at highland games stuff like that i do want to know some of that other stuff you design board games is that is that what you do for yourself full-time is that yeah. all yeah. game design yeah you're living my dream <laughs> I know that that never nice. sounds like, like, because you're living it, you also know the nightmare side of it. So I know that that never no, no, is quite no, I, fair, I, I, but, no, but seriously, I'll take that's it. cool. <laughs> that's yeah, really yeah. cool. So, uh, let me know when you want to fire up and we'll just, we'll go for it. Dude, we're fired up. Tell me about it right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure there's like
1: an intro part we're missing or... No
0: way, man. I am nowhere near so professional as this morning. It will attest to your experience thus far. Um, okay. No, dude. I'm just, I'm just a buddy who's excited to hear about your entire life story, especially your game design. How the heck did that happen?
1: <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, the, kind of the broad strokes is uh, I met my wife at college. We were at BYU, got married, and I ended up kind of. I did a, a degree in physics, and, yeah, and kind logical of course takes you to
0: game design, of course. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it won't well, say yeah, we will get there. So
1: we uh, we ended up with uh, uh, I was kind of in medical imaging or something, and and mm. and um, I just kind of got the spark where I was really excited about board games and kind of indie video game mm. production. And me and a, a coworker got excited, started to do some side projects. Um, and one day I just kind of like decided that I really wanted to pursue that. And my wife was supportive and we ended up moving to some crazy places. For, we were in Utah at the time. We ended up in California and they ended up in Kentucky. Um, and kind of through a long process, got, you know, pretty decent at game design um, and we had an it, so we did indie video, me and my friend did indie video games mm-hmm. for a couple of years and then um, that kind of started to wind down and so I ended up in the industry in like the video game industry Were, were I, your I indie
0: it. designs always for the same consoles or was it like um, you know, com- com- computer only or like what, what, what kind of... It was of... mostly,
1: yeah it was computer only mm-hmm, pretty much mm-hmm. but I was, at the same time I, was, I had a lot of interest and I was spinning up uh, eventually started spinning up some prototypes of board games mm-hmm. alongside that and then um i ended up at, and so then i went into industry i worked for a couple of years at amazon game studios in southern california mm-hmm. and um um learned a lot there and then um and it's one of those guys i'm just one of those guys it's like i have more ideas than i have time for <laughs>
0: yeah, um, i hear you
1: <laughs> and so i uh and so whenever I'd work at a job, I would always have ideas and stuff I wanted to pursue. And I'd, I'd work on weekends on prototypes and stuff and bring them in. And, you know, most bosses were supportive, but not realistically going to pursue any of my crazy ideas. Yeah. Um, and so I, that kind of, you know, at a, after a while, I just realized I really need to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started. So while I was at Amazon, I, I started spinning up. Board games as as a side hustle, um,
0: and when you when you say board games, was it was it always very specifically games that had boards for playing on, or was it also like no no it's it's stuff?
1: it's a it's a broader term yeah um, yeah gotcha yeah, yeah in board games it's it could be a card game it could be a board game but that's mm-hmm, the general mm-hmm. term and um I, yeah I ended up um doing doing a couple of kickstarters while I was at Amazon and then it it from there it it grew into like my second kickstarter for burgle bros which is like a a, hi- a cooperative heist game um really took off and i was like okay well i think i need to do this full time so i moved back to utah in 2015 um because the cost of living was so low here that i could start doing it full time sooner mm-hmm. than later yeah um and i've been pr- i've been in i've been in utah since um and, mm. uh, and so I've, I have, you know, if you go to Kickstarter, it, well, Fowers.games is my, my website. I mostly sell direct to people,
0: um, and it's been very sustainable. So. that's so cool man I, I, as you've been talking like i'm looking at some some of the burgle bros stuff right now and everything i'm i'm embarrassed to say i haven't played it now i'm gonna have to get it for sure um i wish <laughs> yeah, i could it, be like burgle bros that's you dude i play that well, all the time <laughs> you, you might have heard of paperback that has been in barnes and noble
1: but, um, oh, maybe, gotcha, but yeah. mostly the the way i've done the business model is it's mostly direct which is like word of mouth really so it's yeah. like, because it's i just make games that that are unique enough that are that people tell their friends about and and that's actually worked out
0: really well that's a cool community for sure i i know that like oh sorry my levels are suddenly really hot um i know that my 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 personal com like complete immersion in the world of of like indie gaming and stuff like that is is not super high but my wife's family is in particular her brother and so we get to get pulled into lots of sort of like New on the market games, you know, we have participated in yeah, yeah, yeah. some game kickstarters and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, lo- looking at paperback adventures, I definitely have seen this one around. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, um,
1: and I've you know, and
0: so I've kind of built
1: up a, a little cadre of co designers and people and artists and stuff that help me make stuff, but I don't have like a studio proper, it's kind mm-hmm. of ad hoc.
0: That's pretty cool, though, man. So, that's so, so then. Like where does how does the okay now how does this correspond with running into bagpipes? Did you start bagpiping pre-college or, or was no that... no
1: I I had never done an instrument uh, nothing at, at all, all really never I mean I had done very brief stints with you know when my parents attempted to get me to play forced things. you to play piano and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I but I I'd never really done anything and it was kind of just. Um, I don't know. I I kind of like. I, I mean. I, I think it's kind of started with, um, um, in the, in kind of the board game air industry, and a lot of the conventions um, kilt's coming from Ren Fair had become pretty common. Oh sure. And, I, and yeah. it, at some point, I was like, oh, I'll get a kilt. That'll be fun. You know. And so I and so I had a kilt I'd wear on special occasions and whatnot. Um, and then I that kind of evolved into people start asking, well, when are you going to play the bagpipes? I'm like, well, maybe I will. And I I had read that like. playing an instrument was just a good kind of brain exercise and it was just kind of and so you know i just kind of picked it up as like as a challenge i'm like well let's let's see if this goes somewhere Mm -hmm. and i I had an uncle who he's very proficient on all these different things he's like oh bagpipes are easy it's only nine notes Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like uh, you know and um so i just you know i dove in I, i got a teacher i was up in ogden um i got a teacher and then i moved down to centerville i got um Started learning under Andrew Morrill, yeah. and um, and so yeah, I did the chanter for a while, um, and it was it was super rough, you hmm. know, just you know working my way up. And I did my research, and I and I and I, I looking at a lot of pipers. They had you know they'd been around for a long time. Um, they had they, they seemed to kind of get burnt out on kind of the um the competitive scene and yeah. kind of some of the drama that can happen in pipe bands. And so I, you, I decided you were
0: kind of living in the middle of the most recent biggest drama in the local pipe band scene too, right? Right up there with the, <laughs> the split of of Wasatch in Utah and everything too. So oh yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's like the most Scottish thing ever. How they <laughs> Isn't like, it right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true to form. Um, you no, know, so yeah, I'm very aware of it, and, but but also just online, I just seen a lot of people that like weren't enjoying the instrument for the instrument. They were just sure, kind of yeah. like, very much like committed in certain ways, but not able to enjoy it. So I did some research, and I, I explicitly found um, some um, some border pipes that were, like, the only thing that seemed to be between small pipes and and highlands. Like, yeah. they were the only, like, volume-wise, and, um, and they were, like... I had actually a really hard read, and I didn't know it. And so the whole time it was actually... Pretty difficult to play hmm. because the read because I never softened the read or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, but I stuck with it and um and so I did that for a while and it kind of worked because you could kind of play indoors or outdoors, mm-hmm. and um, and I also just pursued the things that I wanted to play like just fun fun tunes and whatnot, and I learned Scottish and Irish stuff and I also got very much into hymns and I played quite a bit of those, mm-hmm. um, so um, part of what I did is is during COVID, um, I just started posting on i was getting reasonable right so well the first thing i did is i started playing outside church so like as people were coming to church because i live in a pretty small community Mm -hmm. um i would just play as people came to church and people really enjoyed it and i was pretty bad at the beginning and i could only maybe (laughs) do a handful of tunes and and i you know got better and better and um and so what i did is during covid i started to post on different community pages all across the wasatch front and just be like hey Uh, you know, I know we're all stuck inside. No one's, no one's going to church. Could I just come to your, you know, cul-de-sac or your neighborhood and play, you know, some, some hymns for you. And, um, I got tons of responses. Hmm. And so almost, you know, very frequently, almost every Sunday for a while there during, during the worst of COVID, I was, I was going out and playing for people and I just really enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. I didn't ask for any money.
0: At that um, point, were you, were you on Highland pipes, or were you taking your your border no. pipes
1: out? I was I was on borders. Because I
0: thought maybe I'm not remembering right, but I was thinking when I saw you play the at the Dickens Ball, you, you were on Highland pipes. Was it? Was I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I
1: mean, that's you know much later, right? That's uh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. you know, so towards the end of COVID, I'm just like, okay, and and I had in and, and and towards the end of kind of that playing, I had my my teacher Andrew Morrill, come out to one of my events and play. And then I just realized, like, how balanced and and kind of evolved the the Highland pipes were when it comes to the balance between the drone volume and mm-hmm. the chanter and whatnot. And I realized I had a really dominant chanter and you couldn't really hear the drones. It, it and I'm is like, interesting I,
0: to me, Tim. Like, I, I don't know anybody else who's gone Border Pipes first and then somewhere else, you know? Because it, it yeah. feels to me like, at least for me personally, Border Pipes, I like them now, but they were an acquired taste for me for exactly that reason. Like, they were a little too brash, like a little too harsh on yeah. the chanter in a lot of ways that it took a while. Yeah. So, so you, yeah, you've, and take, you've taken an interesting path to. <laughs> to yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and, and it was just like, I didn't really want to do, I did explicitly find something that had the same fingering yeah, as, as other pipes. So I could move into them. And, and for whatever reason, I didn't really want to get into bellows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've stuck with mouth blown um, since then. So um, I, and so basically I split, I got some, um, McClellan studio pipes which mm-hmm. are just some Darylin mouth blown pipes and I kind of played with which chanters to use I just ended up with a high high A and a low A um, and I practice with them I love them mm-hmm. um, they're all synthetic um, and so I can and so that was actually before I did Highlands was it I'm getting the thing out of order but so basically I split I got a, a quieter set to play indoors and then from Andrew who makes incredible pipes yeah um, I finally, I finally, I'm like, oh, let's, let's give this a shot. And, mm-hmm. um, and they were easier. They were easier than like my borders. I'm like, oh wow, wow. this is not, this is not bad at I mean, I, I'd get like, I get relatively soft reads, but still yeah. like I had been wrestling with those borders for, for years and I'm like, this is, this is not that bad. Um, that's, that's a great
0: experience to have. That's awesome.
1: Um, and you so feel, you feel
0: like a superhero all of a sudden. <laughs> Go, yeah. I'm just days. like, oh, this, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, you know, it's, and, um, and so, uh, and so, so, yeah, I haven't done as much, like, kind of random community things, but I definitely, like, have, I just keep finding different events. Like, for St. Paddy's Day, I went around to a lot of the Catholic schools and played. Um, I, I, you know, uh, or, well, in previous years, I'd go to my kids' schools and play as everyone's going into class uh, mm-hmm, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the day. Um, and then also I'd go down, and I, and so once I got on, on the Highland Pipes, um, last year, I started going down and playing at General Conference, um, yeah. and that's been a lot of fun. And people really enjoy it, and which it that, keeps everything for, really calm. For, for
0: anybody uninitiated, that's the that's the bi biannual. Wait, no, not biannual. Set, which which word means twice a year? Biannual, semiannual? Semi-annual. semi annual. Semi annual.
1: Semi annual. That's the yeah.
0: semi annual um, massive worldwide Mormon gathering, and so to to go yeah. and play there, there's a lot of people there uh, gathering yeah, in the yeah.
1: Utah. Yeah, yeah. So I. You know, so I, I'd, I'd go down and play in the corner. And the police uh, really appreciated it. They actually said that, like, when I'm there, there's no drama with protesters. Everything's pretty calm. Oh, that's, that's um, Yeah, so they that's, actually that's request for me to come point, at this yeah. point. That's,
0: that's uh, funny. Just keeps... seen, I have seen before pipers using bagpipes to, like to like mask protesting. (laughs) Of course they could also be a useful tool for protesting, but that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You you know, know. it goes, it
1: it goes both ways. Um, But, but it, but generally it's, and what's funny is like the, a lot of the protesters didn't know that I was playing hymns. And so they thought I was protesting with them. And the, the members (laughs) are like, oh, well you're playing our hymns. And so everyone is pretty happy. Yeah. You're a super efficient double agent there. You can just make both sides happy. That's great. (laughs) So, um, uh, so that's that's been really fun. I, I go down around downtown um and play Christmas tunes um I really just look for opportunities to, to play. I don't yeah. I don't try to ch- try try to chase money because I also saw like a lot of Pipers get frustrated with like, you know, they get mad if you do a a funeral and don't charge because they want to be able to charge for theirs or whatever, or, you know, if you go and play it, not charging enough.
0: Yeah. Or if you
1: go and play at a a pub, that's their pub, you know, they get really territorial because like whenever there's money involved, you know, then the the knives come out. Um, And so, you know, I just kind of keep a wide berth around any of that. Yeah. Um, But, uh, so i mean there's just been other things i've done like i went out so i, I played for the saint Patty's day parade yeah, and i went around playing irish stuff i did it last year i did this year and the hibernian society which is the irish association right, here yeah. in utah they picked me up and had me come out to the golden spike um out out at um uh you know the promontory point it's where right, they finished yeah. the railroad right? right and um and the story there is that like my great-grandfather Worked for the railroad. He was oh, an Irishman. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool. And we, you know, so on. we went out there, and my, my dad told his story, and we still have the watch that they gave him for his retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came out, and I went out and played Danny Boy and, and whatnot.
0: <clears> so, because so they days... do, it's
1: like a yeah. Go ahead. Well, it just it was a multicultural thing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and because so they had things from Native Americans and from Chinese and then from the Irish.
0: Yeah, so. the all of the all the railroad peoples, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So is yeah. that mostly of are playing? These so so now is most of your playing time done on Highland pipes, or you still get out those border yeah. pipes pretty regular? No, I
1: I haven't done them much at all. Yeah. Um, I've mostly moved over to Highlands. There, just the sound is good. Um, so whenever I'm playing outside, I play them, um, and then indoors, I play small pipes. Um, and so in 2021, we went over and we actually lived in England for five months. Oh wow! Um, I took my f- took my family and we we had some friends over there and we went and lived in Northumberland. Um, Did you pick Anik. up some
0: Northumbrian pipes when you were there? <laughs> well, I went to
1: the group that played it. I was trying to get someone to actually teach me. It. Yeah. Um. But uh. But they all yeah. The Northumbrian pipes are are right there in in Annick, and they have a, a little group that plays. I went to the group not knowing because it was just like. The anakbibe pipe Association they didn't say that they were in Northumberland Oh, they did and I went uh, to the group and it was 20 people on Northumberlands and I'm like oh okay it's a different thing yeah I got to uh, I got to interact with them some and they were they were super nice um, and I would actually play around town a bit as well so in An they had a town crier oh, that's and cool. so he'd come in once a week and I would walk around town with him and he'd do I'd play some pipes and he'd do his his uh, town crying Mm. um and that was fun also there was a they have a thing called park runs in in the uk where it's a a 5k in almost every major city and you can just go to any of them and run um it's kind of a community volunteer thing Mm. and there's one in front of the annick castle every every saturday so i you know me and my son would go run um i had a a sport kilt so i'd actually run in a kilt it was fun (laughs) um and uh, I'd bring my pipes, and at the beginning of the race, I'd play Chariots of Fire for everybody on the island. <laughs> That's <islands>. great. <laughs> and, and, and two-thirds of the people there are just visiting, because it's kind of like a way for people mm. to check out different areas. And people just uh, you know, loved it. Um, but I was going to connect with like, Matt Seattle and a lot of people in yeah. the, um, the scene up there. They weren't very far from me. Um, but it, it turns out they don't really like Mouth Blown small pipes um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I didn't really end up connecting with them they're, uh, they're the, pretty specific the, in
0: what they wanted the uh I don't know how much to call it tribalism or elitism or what but it's in every facet of bagpiping, isn't it you think you can avoid yeah. it by not going into competitive piping but it's everywhere everybody's got a <laughs> <Sure>. strong opinion
1: <laughs> yeah but um but what I what I did find is there was a local tavern called the John Bull in Annick, and they have a music night uh, mm-hmm. every other week and there was, I mean, a lot of kind of, you know, the middle-aged guitarist types that um, were quite talented. Yeah. They were extremely talented. But there was also people that were doing some, you know, cajones some drums. There was, a, um, but there was one person there who was, a, he played accordion. Mm-hmm. And he actually, he'd actually played with Northumberland pipes and he played with other pipes before. And I was bringing my, my small, my, my mouth blown small pipes and I got them tuned to A440 mm-hmm. so I could kind of play along. And these guys were talented enough. They could kind of just play along with anything. Yeah. Um and so you just kind of go around the circle and you play a tune and other people would play if they could. And they were super supportive. Like um this gentleman with the, with the um accordion, he had actually composed something for the for the highland pipes and he and I learned that and he also gave me some of the other pieces that kind of the group pieces that they played and I worked on those and I was still Rough, And that's my first kind of experience playing with other people because i had been playing on my own for so many years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was trying to get the timing down, trying to go where I could listen and and kind of, you know, track with other people. Um, And it was just delightful. They were I was pretty bad, but like they were (laughs) super supportive and I really enjoyed it. Um, And I kind of tried to do a similar thing with the kind of Irish session people Mm -hmm. when I came back to Utah because they run the Irish sessions. And I found that they weren't as interested in helping me get up to speed. So I'm like, okay, <laughs>
0: like it's, oh, you Oh, know. I think I think. Um, let's see, I think Mark might have mentioned you to me when I talked to him. <laughs> he said he said that yeah. somebody showed up once with with small pipes and that it was hard to get them to work. Uh, yeah, because I'd imagine because of. The, keys and stuff yeah I mean
1: yeah well I mean I was I was trying to play along but and I tried to reach out to different people in the group to be like okay well what what should I learn yeah yeah, yeah. and I just didn't get a lot of response and I'm just like Irish session people just want to play you know what's the toss the feathers and their stuff, and they want. <laughs> I do.
0: I get that impression sometimes too. Yeah.
1: You know, and 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 it, it and it's fine. I don't want to blame them. For There's it. a can, can in there they,
0: already, they, right? it's like just. Yeah, they they have the tunes they the want lines. to play. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so I'm just like, okay, it's it's fine. Well, he's. Um,
0: I think Mark is also interested in that in that local small pipers group that I was trying to get started. So maybe maybe we'll have more chances to interact with him that we can get some better ideas of how us pipers can break into the scene a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's like if I if I knew a couple of tunes, I'd learn them, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm I'm interested in do that. I meant maybe I'll pick up you know something more directly Irish, like uh, a tin whistle or something. But yeah, that's to do it for sure. Um, and but then my other thing that I've been pursuing is I, I ju- I've been work- playing with the Emerald Society. Yeah, cool. Um, um, which I think for me works well because they're explicitly not a competitive band, mm-hmm. um, and it's the local firefighter group. Um, and they've been actually super supportive. Um, they're just kind of like low pressure. Um, it was so low pressure that they weren't entirely sure that I wanted to play with them, you know, (laughs) like in, you know, in, in, at, at different events. But I, I feel like I'm getting to a point where I, I got their, their tunes down. Um, I I've got the timing down. Um, you know, maybe this year sometime I'll, I'll start playing with them in uh, in parades or whatnot so
0: well you know tim um, it, it far be like it's not up to i'm not the arbiter of like quality of piping or anything like that so i'm not trying to say that like i have any right to to even have an, an opinion but i think that my assumption is often like the crucible of competition and lots of parades and stuff like that is a big part of what refines a piper's ability to play the highland pipes um, sure. But when you played at the Dickens ball, I never would have thought that you were anything but, you know, you the, the <laughs> standard, you know, like I would have assumed yeah. that you had done those things, you know, you, you play great.
1: Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I always worry about playing around other pipers because, <laughs> I, you know, the... <laughs> I'll skip I'll skipper a lot of the, I mean, I'm getting better at a lot of the grips and whatnot, but I, but I kind of started from a point of. Because I wasn't competing, mm-hmm. I wasn't focusing on as many grace notes. Yeah, and now I'm trying to go backfill and get back to where I'm doing the correct ones. But a lot of it was like the instrument is so hard already that yeah. Yeah. I f- I found focusing on getting to the point that I could play something that I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, both like fun stuff like Star Wars, and I mean even even like. Um, just got on the brave and just kind of, you know, amazing, Gray stuff like those, you know, I was really excited to play. And so I would try to get as quickly as I could to just playing those and enjoying those and then finding places to play for. So when I play for an average person, you know, I know that it's, you know, I'm, I'm missing things or my timings off or whatever. And I, and I've used it to kind of get over stage fright and and nerves and whatnot. Um, but also just because just I love the music and I want to keep playing, um, it, you know, I've been finding these different events to, to play at. Um, but now I'm finding that I'm like, okay, there are certain things I can only play with a larger group. And so pursuing both these musical groups and playing in a band, I'm finding very satisfying And that that the, the hours I put in, you know, individually are starting to pay off. I'm, I've, I'm, I start to feel like I'm... I'm starting to really get some muscle memory mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I can do a lot of things automatically now. Um, yeah, but it's been, you know, I, I put the time in, um, but that's uh, great to hear that <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't too bad. No, not
0: at all. And, and that's, it, it's funny, like you mentioned, you know, the, the stress of playing for other pipers. That's my wife said to me, she's like, oh, are you gonna go say hi to him afterward? And I was like, no, because <laughs> I know what that's like. Like I am way more, anytime I play for any crowd, I'm thinking to myself, just percentage numbers wise what are the odds that somebody in this crowd is a piper you know and that's the person who I'm nervous about right so I was like no I'm not gonna go say hi to him because I wouldn't do that to a fellow piper you know just let him enjoy playing and, and not stress about because because you know then you find out there was a piper there and then you're like oh wait how was my d throw? you know like oh yeah, wait yeah. Did it, what did I mean you know how was, yeah, how was my yeah. tuning you know you start running through your head with it again so
1: yeah, or uh, the other thing that gets me is even when I'm playing without anybody, when people get their phones out, oh uh, yes. and I'm just like, yeah. oh no, there's gonna be a record. <laughs> this of It's gonna go on the internet somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, and so, I mean, a lot of times it's great when I'm playing lot on my own because I can just close my eyes. I'm like, when I start to get overwhelmed with people and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, but but I mean, I'm you know I'm getting comfortable enough now. Like especially when like I go to like the downtown or I go to like conference or something. There's a lot of people that are like kind of saying hi. And I really only have my eyes to communicate with, yes. but I'll kind of like <laughs> yeah. give them a nod or whatever. Yeah. And, and and there's just kind of, I, I love that type of interaction that I can see that they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, taking the whole, you know, regalia in is, is, is fun to watch their responses. Right. And some of them will like try to like not look at you. And they're like, they're like smiling, but they're like walking quickly totally. past you, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love, I love that. so.
0: Well, honestly, Tim, I, I like some of the things that you hit on where you talk about, like, like playing things that you enjoy playing. Like, that, I, I've, I've heard other Pipers who have been in it, you know, deep in the com- competitive scene for a long time. You know, have done a lot of years and are very proficient. Played at high levels, you know, traveled to play with, with world-class bands and stuff. Talk about, like, eventually at some point in their life, realizing that they want to rediscover the joy of playing because somehow and it's like it's this it's this balance right because like like you mentioned there's also there's also this thing where putting in the reps doing the work can also increase your enjoyment because it increases your proficiency and you know increased ability with your fingers and your blowing and everything translates to like a smoother way to express yourself musically but you don't want to lean too far to either side right if it's 100% 100% mentality well, yeah, then where's the heart right but if you
1: yeah you know. and and it's also just like you you join these things cuz you want to get better and you want to play mm-hmm. more but then eventually they become the reason in and of itself yeah. and and yeah, yeah the rediscovering is because you've you know you've you've set yourself up in these scenarios to to learn and to play and to push yourself um, but yeah then you but then you 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 know you're beholden to them Yeah. to those systems that you've created for yourself the the commitments you've made and, and whatnot um and so yeah and so like i'm that's why i've been very slow to kind of eke my way into and finding finding groups that uh are kind of doing it for for similar reasons or at least are okay with me you know you know getting better and and whatnot so
0: yeah yeah this is this is part of why one would hope that we can always push toward more and more groups right like This is part of why education is so important as a community, because if you have, you know, several dozen groups within your geographical area, then if you want to go for it and get really competitive, you've got options. And if you want to not do that, you've also got options. Whereas if there's only one group within driving distance, you got to do it like them or you're by yourself and, and, uh, that, you know, an either or scenario is, is not ideal. Yeah. You can find
1: your, yeah, you can find your tribe and, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, and then also I, I put on at the same place that they did the Dickens ball. Um, I just organized a Kaylee. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I did one last year because we, we did someone when we were in the UK and they're just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And so for our 20th wedding anniversary, we put together a Kaylee for all of our friends and stuff and we got a band and whatnot. And so I kind of knew who to call. Mm-hmm. And so I just I'm just like, I'd like these to come to be you know because it's just in our culture we've really lost like dancing like it's not really a a thing anymore yeah um you know there's you know ostensibly there's clubbing i guess is the (laughs) the last vestige of it um but and you know then there are these these dickens balls um that in the old glory dancers so i using the channels through the hiberian society through the the, sorry scott's association and whatnot i've I, I just, I, I'm I just gonna organize one. So I'm just like, well, let's do it as a fundraiser for whatever. And then I'm like, okay, Wasatch and District, which is my teacher's band. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let's do it as a fundraiser for that. And so we started to push, you know, uh, flyers out everywhere. And we got, and you know, this was like, this happened um, last Saturday and we got 80 people out. We had um, Hay, um which is the great Celtic local band. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a great caller, Alice Drake. And everyone was super into it. Like the energy level was really high, Um, and and we just did it that same at the South Jordan um, Center, and it was great. It was great. And um, I might try to do one in the fall, maybe down in Utah County. I know there's some another group group and another caller down there. Um, Mm -hmm. And now that I know the pieces, uh, I kind of want to just keep these happening. Uh, They're just they're they're great they're they're just super fun and like once you try them you're like oh this is because like no one knows the dance you learn as you go um you know and and it's just a great way to kind of soak in the culture and and just interact with people so um that's another kind of like side thing that i'm that i'm trying to like want to kind of get into a cadence where you know people know about it and it can kind of grow over time
0: yeah oh that's super cool that's uh Man, well, shoot, I, I, once again, here I am wishing that I could be sitting here saying to you, yeah, I was there last weekend, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Come on down to you. Oh, podcast. sorry. You're i it down here for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, there's, I know there's a group. Uh, isn't there there's an Irish group? Yeah, that plays that's at, like, a the Joe Perry's stuff. group, yeah.
0: Uh, R- yeah, so Anne I was going to... I'm not pronouncing it right, yeah, now, but something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: so I know that there's a lady that does Irish dancing calling, so I'm going to reach out to them and try to do something in in late summer fall um with them just and and in in Utah County see if we can find a location and whatnot so um yeah if you want to help organize it that'd be great I just you know the thing is like I'm not trying to make like you know any money I'm just like I want these things to happen and I think that they're valuable and so yeah you know it's just like with, with with playing it's just like I'm not I'm just trying to make this happen because people enjoy it um and and you know, and then if, you know, occasionally I'll get tips or I'll make money on something, but like, um, making that secondary is, 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 has really been a good, uh, principle for, for me.
0: Well, Tim, I think that that's noble and good. So here's here. Tell you what, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll help you get one set up down here and, and we'll do it for good purposes. And then whatever money does come of it, I'll just take the money. Then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. 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 It's fine. It's a good arrangement, right? <laughs>
1: Whenever money comes in, there's always drama. So it's just like you know, just you know.
0: Yeah. So um, I I totally understand that. But but I really I I would be happy to help. Um, I I love the the social dance kind of stuff that the old glory vintage dancers put together. Is like, it's it's one of the things that my wife and I have found so difficult to convince our friends and family of trying to get them to go with us to these things. It's like people are intimidated, you know. And it's like, no, you don't understand. We, none of us know. None of us know what to do. I mean, some of us start to get an idea after we've done it so many years in a row, right? But, you know, the, the whole idea is you don't know what to do. The caller tells you what to do. You just do what they say, and it's so much fun, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it definitely is kind of, we've kind of built some social walls around some of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so...
0: Hello friends, just a quick note to make you aware, this podcast is something that I love doing and I will keep doing it no matter what, but if you want to send me money, I won't say an A. The easiest way to do that is through Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash droningonpodcast. We do regular drawings for bagpipey albums, books, sheet music, and more, including Droning On swag. All patrons are in the figurative hat from whence the names of winners are drawn, and there are other benefits to members as well. They're all listed there at Patreon.com/DroningOnPodcast. And speaking of swag, another way to support the show is to buy cool stuff from my little online shop, BagpipeSwag.com. There you can find Droning On stuff as well as other pipey and drummy things that my uh, that my friends and I make. And if you feel so inclined, I genuinely invite you to follow the show on Facebook. It's super fun to have a way to interact over there, uh, to discuss past episodes, and I also uh, like to bounce ideas off of of you, my friends, Uh, ask you for input on upcoming interviews, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'd like to invite you to join in on virtual book clubs and uh, probably lots of other cool stuff that uh, I just haven't even thought of yet as of this recording. It's easy to find. Just get on Facebook and search Droning on Podcast." And if Instagram is more your jam, we're also on there at droning.on.podcast. You can also email the show at thedroningonpodcast at gmail.com. And links to these sites, social media accounts, and more are in the show notes. Leaving the show a positive rating and review helps others to find it, so feel free to do that. And thank you again for listening, you cool human you.
1: I mean, that's the thing. Is I've just got my toes in a lot of different things.
0: That's super cool, though. Um, Tim, it, it, but, it also comes to yeah. mind that, um, I, 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 I guess maybe you'd ever knew him if you weren't with Wasatch at the right time. My good friend, Zach Lees, who passed away a little while ago in 2019, um, he played with Wasatch for I a while. Heard, I, did you meet? Yeah, well, didn't he, was he the one
1: that played with the different bands? He, he did. Played, he hopped with around a bunch of events? different bands,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah no, I, I've heard legend of him, and he was very much trying to get the bands to
0: kind of, you know... Yeah. Interact with each other, yeah, exactly. and
1: and it yeah. seems like he definitely had a he was definitely on a mission.
0: Yeah, that's that that was a big focus for him, and and one of the things that his brother and and Kevin, another of our friends, and I have have talked about doing to memorialize him is to develop a side scroller um, shooter game where the weapon is <laughs> a set of bagpipes. And, you know, every, so, you know, the, the, the portfolio of sound effects would be all created using sound effects, you know? So instead of it, like a pew-pew, it'd be like, hur, hur, you know, come from the drone. Well, hey,
1: like I mean, you know, with have you watched the rise of the, the, on the PC, there's a
0: game called Trombone Hero? Oh, yes, that was um, definitely part of the inspiration is seeing Trombone Hero, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, I mean, just a straight up bagpipe hero, you know? Yep, yeah, totally. Figuring
1: out a way to do bagpipes on on a console could get pretty interesting yeah um but i I, yeah i mean i do a lot of uh
0: video game development as well so you know we should we should chat about we've got a lot of reasons to stay in touch (laughs) yeah well um tell me a little bit more too i want some more like filler info about you tim like uh um you've given me some good ideas of what's taken up your sort of your focus energy and time here but um i am curious though are, is playing games still something that you do? Or if creating them is your job, do you find it ever difficult to, like, sit around a Monopoly board?
1: I, I do have to force myself a little bit more, too. Because making games is, is different. People think that it's just playing games all the time. It's different. You're, you're trying to analyze yourself as you play. Yeah. How am I feeling at this moment and, and being very analytical, and I, I've given talks. Um, I do organize a a conference called Tabletop Network for um, tabletop game designers, mm-hmm. and and I yeah, and I've you know I've given I, I gave a talk at GDC about Burgle Bros. So I have plenty of thoughts about design and and the process and the iteration. Um, but a lot of times I do find myself having to really, you know, force myself or schedule time to just play games for fun which yeah. i th- believe is what i'm doing this afternoon um uh, there you go. with my neighbors <laughs> i'm just gonna play some games and, and and have some fun because almost always i'm just like how can i you know when i'm playing a game i'm like well, what can i learn from this game or very often i'm just like hey i have this new idea do you guys want to try it mm-hmm. so i end up you know play testing ends up being a lot of my time um, and 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 yes it's similar to how competitive piping can take away from right, your love yeah. of the of the sport or you know as it were uh, similar with board games it's like you can you know once you're into the realm of pursuing design and refinement and exploring new design spaces you can lose kind of the love for you know just the experience yeah yeah, um, so, yeah.
0: Hmm. so yeah but yeah that is super interesting. What if like, do you ever have time to like watch TV shows or is your, is your life so filled up with creative endeavors? That... No,
1: no, I, I, no I'm i I'm a consumer of pop culture. Like whatever's big and popular, I'll usually, you know, make sure I, I'm up on stuff, yeah. you know, cause it's like when everyone's talking about a show a lot, I'm just like, okay, I'll watch that to see what everyone's talking gotta about. See what they're talking about yeah. Um, I do, I do get a little pickier. I, there's a, a thing, a webpage called rating graph, Mm-hmm where it ranks the uh, the IMDb ratings of every episode of a series. Uh. So you can actually see exactly when it jumps the shark. Oh, so so you know right in the age not. of, of <laughs> yeah, like, or maybe you can just watch some of the better episodes. Right, and whatnot. Yeah. So like, I I will get like, I I'll will kind of research things now when it comes to there's just so much content that like, unless I really get it recommended um, or see that it's got really good ratings, I won't really watch it because it's like, there's so much mediocre things on Netflix and all the streaming and in on movies that I'm just like, okay, where, where's the good stuff? Yeah. yeah And totally. I, and I do kind of get picky. Like is even, even with just the good stuff, there is so much to watch. There's so much um that, yeah. So we're,
0: we are, we're we are like, um what's the like starving the for Age? too many choices or something like that. Like there's so many choices that
1: uh, yeah, yeah. you get
0: overwhelmed by that.
1: Well, yeah, and I and I just I love the storytelling, and I love all the different things that are going on with the different, um, the different media right now. Um, so I love to, to analyze and talk about that as well. It's just as a consumer of pop culture, and maybe it's because I don't have any consistent coworkers. workers anybody who are, uh, yes. I end up cor- cornering, <laughs> I'll end up, you know, talking about whatever my favorite you know show or movie is yeah. recently. So,
0: well, Tim, I hate uh, I hate feeling like I'm cutting this off because I've been enjoying talking with you so much. Um, maybe we could talk again sometime. Maybe we could do another interview. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah or it's just just to get together. Yeah, absolutely. If, if not with the small piping, then with something else, we got, It sounds like we got a lot yeah, of reasons yeah. to. Um, but yeah it'd be fun. The, with the, the way I usually go out with these episodes is I just kind of like fade out um, on something. So I wonder uh, without putting you under too much pressure, if there's anything that you might like to say, I don't know about the joy of music or uh, remembering to have fun or, or anything like that, and we'll kind of kind of fade to a graceful close. <laughs> um,
1: yeah I mean most of it's just about uh, f- just follow through with all these different pursuits that I've done is just you know 99% of of, the, of it is really just seeing it to a goal picking a goal and just getting all the way there because it's so easy to pick up something and not see it through so you know pick a, pick a recital uh, that you want to work towards or for me it's like you know kickstarting a board game or whatever and I've just found that like 95% of people just don't finish things so most of it just having the grit to follow through on a personal goal of your own is is just healthy and satisfying
0: that's a perfect close Tim so that's what we we'll use but let me tell you honestly Tim if you're willing um, I could, I'll send you a follow-up email I really would like to interview you again and maybe this time well, sure. with a specific focus on exactly that um maybe this is just me being selfish, but that's what the show has been a lot of times in the past and I think it works out okay. I feel like if something is calling to me, it's probably calling to somebody else too, right? You know. But sure, sure. I feel like I yeah, probably I'm probably not flexible. the only one that like I feel like I also have too many ideas, way more ideas than there are than there is time. And yeah. and sometimes man it's like that that mantra of like done is better than perfect sometimes is really needed to be like, yeah. I just got to do this, you know, instead of carrying the weight of the idea around with me for months or even years at a time and feeling like a failure because I still haven't done anything with it, you know, just got to well, do something. Yeah, but w- yeah,
1: there's a whole thing that I could go on with like how to manage your own creativity. Like I have a lot of thoughts around that, um, particularly like, yeah, there's, I mean, Zay Frank has an old video years ago about, called Brain Crack, where you can get, you know, addicted to the idea of someday releasing this thing or someday doing this Dude. thing. And you kind of use it as a comfort for yourself. Yes. Where you're like, oh, I, I'm so excited about when that's going to happen. So whenever I'm sad, I can be like, oh, that's going to, I'm going to do that someday. And that makes you feel better. But then that comfort prevents you from actually finishing it because then... It, you can't use it as your blanket anymore well it, yes. it, it, because then it's in the real world and 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 so you can kind of get addicted to the idea of someday doing a thing in a particular domain yeah um and I, and, and and yeah I think so, so many of us yes have I have
0: those like specific to our bagpiping that like, we're like someday I'm gonna do a YouTube series someday I'm gonna do I'm gonna write songs I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lathe and learn how to turn pipes I'm gonna I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. You know, like all kinds of things that we think like that. I, th- I really think that kind of conversation, I would love to have that conversation with you, Tim.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I w- so, yeah, let's, let's do I'll it. I'll send you an email. Um, I've, got, okay. I've got a bunch of things going on today, but...